Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch Community, welcome to episode 21 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church. And as usual, I'm with my friend, our media pastor, Joshua Harrell. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going, Shannon? It's a going. It's going. We're recording on a Monday today, so yeah. it's kind of like Monday. And then tomorrow you're going to think it's Somebody's Wednesday got all. a case of the Mondays. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like today, I'll probably think it's Tuesday. I should have worn more flair on my suspenders today. Yeah? So you don't know that, do you? That's a movie quote. So What, what movie? Uh, office space. I've uh, never seen it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, don't watch it with your children, but you know, so. Okay. You know, it's just, it's not like wildly inappropriate, but yeah. So, but it's a funny movie. Um, I was in high school and we watched Apocalypto. Apocalypto. At my youth pastor's house. It was the Mel Gibson one about the Mayans. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, not uh-huh. appropriate to watch with your youth pastor. Yeah, probably not. No, and There's then... probably a lot of people running around naked. It was. Okay, yeah, I had a and feeling. Like, goes, this is historical, and it's too late. <laughs> it's like the National Geographic of movies. Yeah. It's all historical, everybody. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, so, um, what's happening? What's going on? Ah, not much. We just got, Caroline just had RSV, so we were just getting Mm, over that hump. That's not fun. No, so so a lot of breathing treatments and uh, a lot of steroids, so a lot of crashy baby to hyper baby. Rage, rage monster. Rage monster. Rage monster, like the, over the light. Like the third child in The Incredibles, that one. Yeah, yeah, the one that has all the powers, Jack Jack. Yeah, Jack Jack. (laughs) <laughs> oh, too bad Kristen, our kid's pastor, isn't here right now. She does a good Jack-Jack uh, No, she uh, does the babysitter, really. The babysitter's yeah, yeah, impersonation yeah. of Jack, of, yes, anyway, yeah. This is incredible. This is Kari with a K. I just wanted to let you know that I've been watching Jack-Jack, and he's not normal. We keep doing all the baby Einstein's and the baby Mozart, but he's got fire shooting from his eyes. You know, speaking of, a couple weeks ago, I gave you the perfect in for a sound effect. And you didn't, and you didn't take it. I thought maybe he's gonna do it post, in post, but he didn't. And now I don't even remember what it I was. I don't remember but, what it was. Yeah, but I was like, oh, there's where you could have that. Anyway, there might be one, like now <laughs> here forward. <laughs> insert Kristen's babysitter. Are you telling yourself that for in yep. post? Okay, yep. I do that in my message notes with brackets. So this is like the the verbal brackets that you just did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes I'm like, wave your hands wildly. No, I I really don't do that. I don't need to have that in brackets. I do that naturally. Yeah. Yeah. If I ever had to like tape my hands down, I don't. I would end up doing like a, a jig or some kind of dance on stage because I'd have to move. Yeah. Like I have nothing here, Uh so I don't play with something and get it picked up in the audio. What you what you guys what you listeners don't know is that we have two different mics that we use and. Josh is now using my mic that I've been using because there's this little clip at the bottom of it that I always end up playing with during the podcast, and he is using it today because he took it away from me. So, yep, <laughs> I'm in timeout. I'm in microphone timeout. Oh. <laughs> so hey, I want to give a shout out to um, someone who I was talking to yesterday. Actually, I was talking to two different uh, young ladies who are saying we love the podcast Woo-hoo! and. 
Uh, one is Katie Lynn Ward. Yeah. So, and Lacey Vish. So, I know Katie Lynn. I don't know Lacey. You would know her. She's got beautiful red hair. Oh, <laughs> so okay. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and you narrow that down. There's a couple of... There's like of, three. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But no, they're awesome. And they were saying how much they enjoy it and they love it. And... Um, yeah, so I was like, excellent, because that's a different demographic. They're college students, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I was like, excellent. The, when you hear from people on um, across different, the demographics, yeah, yeah. That it's really go, good. Yeah, for sure. So. Oh, Kara wanted me to clear something up that I said three. Oh, or four okay. Weeks ago. Oh, good. That's always good. Yeah. I said I don't like green beans. Uh huh. I do like her green beans because she cooks them just al dente, and they still have a little <sighs> kick to them. Excellent. Okay. But like, if they're at any restaurant and they're cooked to death. Mm-hmm. I don't eat them. So now to to clarify, you like Kara's al dente green beans mm-hmm. and the fried green beans at Wood Nickel. Yes. So okay, I'll I'll mention Wood Nickel a couple of times. Maybe they'll hook us up with a mixed basket next yeah, time. That we would be awesome. Record so, and I'll tell them, hey, we gave a shout out to Wood Nickel. So so anyway, yeah. So so you had a big birthday in your family this week i did oh yes i did yes my daughter turned 10 years old and it was a big deal so i cannot believe she's 10 um yeah i mean it's like it's you know it you know josh you're in that stage where people are like don't blink and Mm -hmm. and there's a saying it's like the days are long but the years are short or something like that i have to i don't know you might want to look that up but there's a saying in, in parenting like the days seem really long. I mean, thinking about you guys in RSV with yeah. steroids and the Rage Monster. Um, but the years are short, and I totally believe it. And I see this time of year, too, you see parents posting um, with their seniors in high school who are, you know, doing, like, their last proms and their award banquets and all these things. And they're like, where is the time gone? I can't believe it. And you're like, wow, 18 years, that's kind of a while but here I am now, one decade in with my daughter, and it's strange because I feel like I just brought her home, but mm-hmm. then I also feel like I've known her my entire life. So um, it's just really odd. Yeah. So and it's that strange thing. So what's the what's the saying? The days seem long, but the years are short. Okay. Hey, yeah, that was pretty close. Right. <laughs> and it's true. So yeah. especially when your kids on steroids, the days oh, yeah. seem really long. Well, it, I mean, day to day, it's like Adeline totally seems three years old and Caroline seems eight months old, but then when you go, dang, three years ago these two people weren't here. Yeah. And then you and it's like flabbergasting how much you've gone through mm-hmm. with those people in such a short time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that makes a lot more sense now as a parent than it did as a uh, just a husband and and a kid myself, I guess, because those are the two phases I've been in. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, we had, it was a big birthday, 10 years old. We surprised Mallory with, uh, we swapped rooms between the guest room and her bedroom and surprised her completely and, like, had this, like, whole new room with, like, this cool, like, bohemian kind of hippie style, which is, like, I think what I would want my room to be, you know, if I were just designing my room. Um, And so, yeah, so she went to school on her birthday on Thursday and uh, that whole day, we set the room up and got it ready, and she came home from school and we surprised her. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. She enjoyed it very much. And then she had a sleepover with three friends on Friday night. And um, girls are loud. I'm not looking forward to sleepovers. Yeah, yeah. They got they got along well, but girls are loud. 
and um, they smell just like boys. So oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Fun. There was lots of noises, bodily noises going on. Ooh. They were drinking Sprite and having fun, you know, <laughs> throwing down party. Anyway, anyway. So yeah, big weekend. Yep. Um, Speaking of big weekend. Uh, let's talk about yesterday at church. Yesterday was a it big, was it was, a big, it was good so day. cool. It was so cool. First and foremost, we we recognized our college graduates from this past December, of course this May, and then any that'll be graduating in this coming December. Um, and so, and not even all of them could be there. So I mean, it was uh, I don't know twenty five or so college graduates, yeah. but, um, it was just really cool to recognize them and pray for them and just see how, again, it, the days are short, the days are long and the years are short because it seems like I was looking at them as we were praying and I was like, hang on, they're graduating college. They just started college. Like some of these, I just, you know, or there are high school students, right? Right. Know? So it just, it happens quickly, but, um, I know a lot of them are going to be sticking around. So I'm excited mm-hmm. about that to have, that's one More really people. good thing about having a college in town. Mm-hmm. It is. And I think um, just the opportunity for us to expand our young adult ministry mm-hmm. and to really you know, develop that and help um, them and, and find some great people to walk alongside of yeah. them in this, kind of, in this new phase of life, I think will be right. really, really important. And then we had a baptism, and yeah. we've had several baptisms lately. So Yeah, it's like, it's like there's something going on. Yeah, maybe yeah. something in the water. So, hey, there you go. And uh, yeah, I had two different uh, people, parents, and and their and their kiddos um, talk to me after the services on Sunday, and they said, "Hey, we, you know, our child's ready to be baptized. They've mm-hmm. they've had this faith experience, and and they've said yes to Jesus, and that now they've been waiting, and they're ready to be baptized." And yeah. so. That's just really, really awesome. I, you know, I think I said this last week or week before, but it's just an honor to get to stand alongside people as they make that important, really just amazing decision, and to celebrate with them. Mm-hmm. So, now were you were you sprinkled as a baby? Because I know you have a Catholic background. Mm-hmm. I was. Yep. Yep. Um, I was baptized in third grade, and it was. Uh, interesting because the heater and the water had gone out. <laughs> I think I think it had always been out, and uh-huh. they just would tell people. That uh, it oh just yeah, sorry, the heater, the heater's out. Just out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I remember that that was probably one of the the most special days in the early part of my faith walk because it was like, and and our church grew up with like baptism is like the first step of obedience. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first step of walking correctly with God mm. is baptized is being going through baptism. Mm-hmm. So like that was like all right, that's that was like the first step of a clean slate mm-hmm. was was the baptism Sunday, mm-hmm. and then it was downhill from there. Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, I was about to say that is the orthopraxy. That mm-hmm. is the like your beliefs were yes, I believe you know in God and, and mm-hmm. Jesus and what He's done for me. And your orthopraxy, your behavior was, I'm going to respond in, in baptism. So yeah. it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, speaking of the heater going out, this was, I think, in 2016, actually, um, uh, baptized uh, Carson and Colby Crenshaw, Justin and Allison's two oldest kids. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the heater went out in the... We brought in a portable mm-hmm. 
baptismal tub because we didn't have one at the time. And, um, yeah, the heater went out. So I, I think it was, it was more me and Emily couldn't figure out how to make it work. Was it? <laughs> I don't know. But it was uh, it was cold, and yeah. I didn't even have to get in it. I got to stand outside of it, and I thought it was cold. So, yeah. <laughs> but at least the water didn't, like, start bubbling or boiling. Yeah, that would have been... Then, then you know something's up. Yeah, yeah. So, well, speaking of um, praxy, you know, orthopraxy and orthodoxy, um, we talked this past Sunday about... Um, and, and I think I, I know I touched on this in last week's podcast because it was on my heart. And then I talked about it Sunday and I'll mention it again. Um, but this whole thing in, in, in working on messages and everything, I just keep coming back around to the fact that there has, we, there's not been a lot of, you just said, and then it went downhill from there. Yeah, and yeah. I know you were joking, but in many ways, I think there's, for a lot of people, there is not a lot of spiritual maturity that happens mm-hmm. after the salvation moment after that decision, even sometimes even after the, Hey, I've said yes to Jesus and I'm going to be baptized. And here I go. Or, you know, in some, like in the United Methodist church and some other denominations, it's like, Hey, um, I'm in sixth grade now. So I'm going to go through the confirmation class Mm -hmm. and I'm going to get confirmed and then I'm done. And, you know, and that kind of mentality. Yeah. And, um, I see that, um, and I, and even in my own life, like I see where there's a lack or there has been in seasons of my life, a lack of maturity, of spiritual maturity. And um, I really, really want that for our church. You know, I, I think as as teachers, as, as lead pastors, um, we go through phases or seasons where there's just something that's really on us, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. for a long time, and I don't think this will ever leave me, but... We really pressed in on community and the importance of it, and I will always do that. Right. Um, right now, I really am feeling this sense of communicating and helping to equip people to grow spiritually mm-hmm. and and to help, like to enable that, to do whatever I can to help that beyond teaching, um, but to offer that and to help, um, you know, put into place those what we can do to help people mature spiritually. Cause we're just not, I don't see it. I mean, and, we got to get out of that checkbox mentality, you right, know, like right. salvation check. All right. Uh-huh. Done the Jesus thing. I'm yeah, going to keep going sure. to church, but done, 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 you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, when I say, I just don't see it, the spiritual maturity, I'm starting with the mirror. Yes. Um, and not just saying I'm looking out upon a congregation and I see a bunch of spiritually immature people. That's that's not, uh, you know, I just needed to say that in case anyone yeah, yeah. was like, oh, well, Shannon. <laughs> so I asked a question Sunday um, about, and, you know, I'm always asking questions. I'm always, right, right, I'm always right. trying to ask the question that will sit with mm-hmm. the listener, the hearer, so that they will continue to have that, you know, ask that question or hear that question. And so I asked, you know, what orthopraxy, what practice, what behaviors do you have in place right now that are helping you mature spiritually? And, um, and I don't know, like for some people, you know, I'm sure there were some going, you know what, I don't really have any. Right. And, um, or there were some going, you know, I've had the intention or I started, you know, January, I was all about reading my Bible, you know, read the Bible in a year. And 
here it is, you know, uh, May 2nd and I didn't get there, you know, or I've stopped mm-hmm. or whatever. So I, I asked that question and I did say this, like, hey, great. So glad you're in worship. So glad you're connecting online. Um, but that's one way communication. Mm-hmm. So what are you reading? What are you, who are you talking to? What questions are you asking? You know, what are you, you know, what, what book of the Bible are you reading? Like, what are you doing to grow spiritually? What spiritual disciplines do you have in place? And I did say, again, talking about community groups, is like, this is why community groups are so important because mm-hmm. that's where a lot of this can happen. Yeah. Um, that's where a lot of this most certainly can happen. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, I shared a verse in Philippians, which I think hits on what I think is important. We, we talked Sunday about, um, how we need to avoid craving for ourselves all the time mm-hmm. and instead kind of switch gears and t- think about creating for others and living like more others focused instead of, you know, just being selfish. And Philippians chapter two, three and four says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interests of others. And so you can see the, the difference between self and others in that, in those two verses. Um, and so I just, it just made me think like, what are we doing? How, how are we growing spiritually? You know, and then I kind of, I rattled off a list of if we were more spiritually mature, it would be evident, you would see it, it would be real. Like it would be undeniable if you saw people who were kind of always um, operating in a in a more spiritually mature manner. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so some of the, you may list some of the things. Yes, please. That, so... Uh, one of them was that if we were more spiritually mature, we would forgive more quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> because we we would comprehend, we would embrace that we have been forgiven. Like it would it would kind of always be in the forefront of our mind mm-hmm. that that we have been forgiven, and so then it's like we would want to offer that. You know, we would want to give that to people. Um, I didn't I didn't when I was doing the message go through and offer scripture with these, but, but I will hear, um, Ephesians 4.32, talking about forgiving more quickly. It says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. And here's the point, as God in Christ forgave you, like you forgive others because you've been forgiven. So like forgive more quickly. Like don't, why are we, why are we withholding, uh, forgiveness? What, what would be the point of that? Um, and and bottom line, spiritual immaturity, you know, yeah. the, the lack of understanding of, of the power of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things I mentioned was if we were more spiritually mature, we would offer grace. And I threw on this word extravagantly. Like we would be like, con- like just throwing it on like grace, grace, grace. And, um, you know, we've talked about that the last couple of yeah. episodes, I think, about just the importance of grace. and it, It's amazing how it's an underlying aspect in all of the praxis. It really is. It really is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And it's because of our doxy mm-hmm. of how much grace we've been given that we should practice giving grace. Right, right. That belief that yeah. we have been given so much grace, mm-hmm. we've got to practice it. Um, 
2 Corinthians 9, verse 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you. So, like, it's there for you extravagantly, mm-hmm. right? So that having everything you need and all, all things at all times, you may abound. Like, you may have it extravagantly. You may function like God is giving you all the grace you need to do his work. And so we should offer that same grace. I mean, it's it's so... Um, uh, I want to say reciprocal, but it's not like we're giving grace back to God, but we're giving it to others. So right. it's kind of like we're more of a conduit, mm-hmm. you know, like God's grace to us and then our that grace overflowing into others or God's forgiveness to us and that forgiveness flowing through us to others. So uh, another point I made about if we were more spiritually mature, <laughs> we would seek reconciliation with people and I added like it was our job, like, right. like our, yeah. like our, our, um, you know, well-being depended on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, I just, you know, I, I just think about all the, the tattered, um, broken, um, maybe barely hanging on relationships that are out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking all kinds of relationships. I mean, every. I mean, think of it. It's that's what I mean. Like I'm, you know, work relationships, friendships, neighbors, you know, family, mm-hmm. spouse, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends. Hopefully, you don't have all of those at the same time because that's Cause not that, good. That, yeah, that's, that's, that's not that's not healthy. That's a, um, uh, different. Yeah, yeah. Another podcast for another time. Yeah. But like all of those relationships, how we aren't seeking reconciliation. It's like we really are just like, eh, whatever. And it goes back to the whole indifference yeah. and everything. But, you know, Colossians 3.13 says, uh, bear with each other. So, I mean, that's like the really nice way of saying put up with or, you yeah. know, some grin and bear it, you mm-hmm. know, like bear, down. bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. So, I mean, this whole reconciliation, I mean, it is tied in very much so with forgiveness and grace, like we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, why are we not seeking reconciliation? I have, Why would we withhold that? And so a spiritually mature person will seek reconciliation. Mm-hmm. They will not be okay with broken relationship. Now... Because in 2021, it's just easy to... Like break the relationship, mm-hmm. unfollow, then, mute, and then just never, yeah, interact with them again. It is. I mean, it's super easy. It is, and I'm guilty of it too. Because our circles are so big, yeah. and and our, and we're being pulled in so many directions. Mm-hmm. What does losing one person really do? Yeah, a it, whole heck of a lot. It does. That, that's that. That's the point yeah. we're trying to make. It, but it's kind of cowardly. Yeah. When you think about it, mm-hmm. to not, and, yeah. And, and I'm, then I'm, I'm sitting thinking, here replaying my cowardy. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking my of the people I have not. Not that it's definitely the indifference aspect. It's like not that there was anything major. Mm-hmm. Just something I that they said I didn't like. Yeah. And I was like, well, all right, it's cool. Moving okay. on. Okay. Personal question. Yeah. You don't have to give details. Okay. So over these conversations over the last couple of weeks about reconciliation and um, forgiveness and all this and grace and doxy and praxy. Have you, um, has, has God kind of like said, Hey, Josh, here's this situation. I want you to respond to it. 
Have you had any of those moments? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I've had a couple that I've gone back to work on, but mm-hmm. then he's also presented me with the opportunity to say how you feel, or this is going to be what you just fixed. Ah. You know. Yeah. So it's it's instead and not holding back an angry tongue to to let them have it mm-hmm. so it's off your chest but um tell them where you stand on something so there is no gray area mm-hmm. so that for future then it's like here's where i am mm-hmm. and i'm setting this out so that hopefully we won't find ourselves in like you that know exactly where work- I, yeah. like this isn't about you. This is about a situation, and I'm not saying anything because I'm not mad at you. I'm just this situation right. is weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, I've definitely had some um, of these moments as well, mm-hmm. and some things I've done, and and that I've you know reached out and and uh, done that as well. And um, and my one of the things I wanted to say about seeking reconciliation is, I think we need to emphasize the word seeking mm-hmm. because. Just because we seek res- reconciliation doesn't mean it always automatically happens. Right. Um, but I st- we still have a responsibility to seek after it mm-hmm. and to do our part. Mm-hmm. And then we need to know, like, in our heart of hearts that we really have done all that we could do. Yeah. Instead of be like, well, you know, I, I sent him a text and I didn't hear anything, so I did my part, the end. And mm-hmm. that's not, you know, obviously that's not right. everything you could have done. Yeah, yeah. Um, the people pleaser aspect of me, mm-hmm. you know, goes, well, if we don't have to talk about it and we don't address it, it's not a failure and they still probably like you. We'll just never know. <laughs> and we'll just be friends. Yep. Everyone From afar. Be, everyone's friends. Yep. Yeah. And then we'll do the, hey, how are you doing in the store? I hadn't seen you in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every six months. Yeah. I don't, I don't have, I have not been afflicted with the people pleasing, mm-hmm. um, I struggle thing, with which is, but... I don't, mm, I'm a middle child, and so I just kind of check out when there's conflict. Mm. So it's not that I'm not a people pleaser. I just don't want, I just kind of like, I'm going to go ahead and remove myself now. Yeah. So, and that's not always good either, but no, anyway, right. so. Um, so where are we? Oh, so one of the, so, so it's all we've said, we forgive, if we're more mature, we would forgive more quickly. We would offer grace extravagantly. We would seek reconciliation like it's our job. Mm-hmm. And then another one oh, is that we would, if we're more spiritually mature, we would cheer wildly for other people. And um, maybe some people go, well, I don't really get that. But, you know, the other side of that is instead of maybe secretly going, man, I really hope they screw this up. You know, I hope they yeah, I hope they fall flat on their face. I do that more. Well, mm, any, any of know. it is more than we should. I do it probably more than... Than you want to. I know. Yeah. I know. Trust me. I know. And, you know, 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, encourage one another and build each other up. Mm-hmm. And so that's the cheering wildly for. You know, it's like, yeah, and you're right. I just, I think about the times I'm like, I'm in like even like sometimes other churches, you know, or like yeah. a... Or, you know, when I... Okay, so maybe I'm not as bad as I thought. No, I mean... (laughs) No, we are. We are. We're just as bad. We are. We are bad. But, um, no, I... Like, whether it's a politician... Let's make it real general. Like, politician, movie stars, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They go out on a limb with something, Mm -hmm. and I think it's stupid. And I go, 
I hope they fall on your face. <laughs> because it proves what I thought that was stupid is uh-huh. stupid. Yeah, yeah. That's very true. That's very and true. And then the people that support that are stupid. Oh, yeah. So, obviously, we we need to mature. Yep. Um, okay, here's one. If that one, if, if that one didn't sting, uh, if we were more spiritually mature, we would value accountability. I mean, I just need you to trust me that I'm doing all the things. <laughs> well, the thing, and this is definitely one of those ones where like, oh yeah, I, I'm totally, totally open for, to be held accountable. Yes. No one is. Until you're held accountable. No one likes it. No one likes it. No one likes it. Um, and, the, and there's some, and we're just talking on a spiritual level right now. Mm-hmm. Like, and that hurts. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you think, like, when someone is holding you accountable at work to make sure you're doing your job, mm-hmm. and then someone holds you accountable to make sure you're doing your job spiritually, mm-hmm. that one hurts way worse. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it does. Yep. It does. And and I think we, and I think, again, I'll say the key word there is we value accountability. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're just like, fine, hold me accountable. Like, you know, fine, I know I'm in this position and I will be held accountable, so go ahead and... Do it. Account me. Or I don't yeah. know how that happens. No, you value it. It means like you you place value on it. You understand the benefit of it, that it is for good. It is for the best of the collective or, yeah. you know, it, it's you value it. It's mm-hmm. not you just allow it, but you go, yes, I will value accountability. James 5, 16 says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Um, and I know that doesn't necessarily go directly to accountability, but you see there the there is um, uh, some vulnerability, yeah. you know, confessing your sins to each other and praying for each other for healing. I mean, with accountability, there has to be that openness. Mm-hmm. Um, Complete. Yeah, yeah. So if you're not open, if you don't value accountability, then you're going to have walls up and, mm-hmm. and, um, and talk that, that's just like the, um, that just sets people up to make greater mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have up walls, if you have up a guard, then suddenly it's like, oh, well, no one's really, no one's really holding me accountable. Because I'm not allowing it, so I can kind of do whatever I want. Right. You know, and that just, that's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I think uh, hand in hand with valuing accountability, I, I said Sunday that if we were more spiritually mature, we would receive correction willingly. Ooh. Which I think is right there with, with um, accountability. But, but it's one thing to be like, hey, are you reading your Bible? Yes, I am. And it's another thing to go, hey, Josh, listen, you said or did this, mm-hmm. and that this needs to be addressed, and it needs to not happen again. Yep. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Receive. So receive. Are, are we in a receptive place? Correction. And then willingly. Yeah. So uh, Proverbs 12, 1 says, uh, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. That's from the ESV. So I, I just thought I had to use that verse because it has the word stupid in it. <laughs> whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. Reproof, you know, being like checked. Yeah. So, um, yeah, spiritually mature people will be will receive correction willingly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see just the need for humility in all of this. Right. 
Um, which takes me back to what's the whole reason John is writing this letter in first John, which is what our, um, series is based on is he's talking about love, 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 loving others, loving others, seeking like, and that is a, you do that from a place of humility. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't love others from a place of superiority. You don't love other others and think of them uh, more than you think of yourself from a place of I'm better than, right. you know? So all of this is like covered in humility. Uh, and I think this also goes in hand in hand with like accountability and receiving correction. I said Sunday, if you, if we were more spiritually mature, we would speak the truth boldly. Mm-hmm. Um, goodness. And I just think of how many times we withhold saying what, and it's not so much like I'm going to say what I really think. Mm-hmm. It is like speaking truth boldly, like hearing truth and being okay with it. Like if I needed to address something with you that I would speak truth boldly, even if I knew you would be upset or you wouldn't appreciate it or whatever, but yeah. I know that it's truth. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, that has to come with a huge measure of wisdom well, and discernment. Yeah, and I think we've got. I think we as as uh, people have since blurred lines of lo- what loving looks like and hurting feelings. Yes, because that's very true. Because we can love someone, and we have to tell them things that they're not going to like. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change that we love them. Yeah, but we did hurt their feelings. Oh and no, it's then, okay. No, then you don't love them. If you hurt their feelings. Yeah, in 2021, that would be, that's the, that's... <laughs> or 2020 or 2019 yeah. or what, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just because we have to speak truth boldly and it hurts someone's feelings doesn't mm-hmm. mean we don't love them. And like you're saying, this whole thing is about love. But mm-hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't mean allowing, loving someone doesn't mean allowing them to live in something that they shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know? Right, right. So yeah. you have to be willing to not only speak truth, but also... Give correction willingly. Yeah, yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So yeah. a spirit, it like I'm I'm hearing this list, and some of them go, well, you have to offer grace extravagantly. You also have to receive grace extravagantly. Mm-hmm. Give correction, receive correction. Yeah. it's a two way street. It on, is on all of them. Yeah, yeah, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. So, for sure. Um. There's a a passage in Acts where Paul and Barnabas are doing ministry. I mean, they are like they're sharing the message of Jesus and they're they're going all over. And um in one of the places where they were, it it just talks I mean, you re, you read it a few times where it just says that they spoke boldly for the Lord. And and I love this in, in Acts 14:3 it says they spoke boldly for the Lord who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to perform signs and wonders. So it was like they didn't speak boldly for the sake of speaking boldly. Right. Like it wasn't just, hey, look at me. I just spoke boldly. I hope mm-hmm. I get a lot of likes and I hope people share this. I and hope I it hope trends. it. Yeah, I hope it. Yeah, exactly. No, no. They spoke boldly for the Lord. Right. And then God, like it says, he confirmed the message of his grace. We keep coming back to that. Yep. And he enabled them to do his work. So it is all centered back on God and on the the message of the gospel. Yep. So um, not just about, hey, you, 
you be really bold. Yeah. Yep. So bold and loud. Well, I, I I think that would be the difference between loud and bold. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because bold is like saying something that isn't necessarily going to be well received, <laughs> right? But it needs to be said. Loud is just talking to hear yourself talk. Yeah. And yeah. Ho- and hope someone likes it. That's very true. It also makes me think of, and it's been a while. You might have been at VSU when this went on, but there was a guy that was like coming on campus and was like yelling and screaming at people, and he was proclaiming to be a follower of Jesus. Oh, that dude was crazy. And he would like yell at girls and tell them, like call them all these horrible names because they had on like shorts and stuff and like walk into class and and yelling at guys. And it was like, no, 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 you're just being loud. Like you're not speaking boldly for the Lord right now. (laughs) Nope, you're just being, you're noise. Yeah, and you're giving Christians a bad name. So please stop. Um, The... Bottom line, and we've already checked this or talked about this a few times, is uh, I mentioned if we if we were more spiritually mature, we would love other people. We mm-hmm. would just love others better. And First um, Peter chapter four verse eight says, "Above all, love each other deeply, mm-hmm. because love covers over a multitude of sins." And so, like if we Almost, I should have put this at the beginning of the list, because if we are actually loving others, then it's very likely that um, maybe we're not, um, not that we wouldn't have to offer forgiveness, but maybe we're not as, we're not as offended so quickly because we're in a, we're in an attitude of loving others. So, okay. So you said something, you know what? It's whatever. Like I'm, I'm fine. It's all Mm -hmm. good, whatever. Um, And so we don't, it doesn't require us getting to this place. Like in loving other people, we are forgiving. We are offering grace. We are in a place of we're seeking reconciliation or we're in a place where things aren't broken. So we're not having to seek reconciliation. Right. Right. I am cheering for you wildly because I love you. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you're going to value accountability. We're going to value it with each other, the give and take of it because we love each other. I mean, all of this. And, um, I just, uh, you know, it just seems like this repetition coming back around. It's It would be real easy to say, hey, we're going to do this series, and it's going to be on the book of First John, and John writes so much about love, and let's just talk a lot about love, and people go, okay, yeah, we're going to talk about love. But there's so much to this. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much deeper to this. Yeah. And we've seen several themes up here, one being grace. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other that I'm seeing is the importance of, of spiritual maturity and our, our praxy, our, our orthopraxy, like kind of rising up to meet our mm-hmm. orthodoxy. Yep. Um, because I don't... Hmm. If I had to guess, and this is mostly based on my own personal experience, um. I think a lot of us, a lot of people have a fairly decent orthodoxy. I think, I think their beliefs. Yeah. Um, maybe it's because of where we live, you know, the region or in, the, you know, the country, whatever. I don't know. But I think a lot of people do have a, a fairly decent orthodoxy. I could be wrong there. It, maybe it's a little skewed. I don't know. But compared to our orthopraxy. Yeah. You know, and so let's. Let's work on our behaviors that match these beliefs that we say we have. Mm-hmm. You know, if we say, 
that that Jesus is Lord, then let's let's live and behave as if he's Lord. Yeah. Lord of our life. So, yeah. So that's kind of what we, we touched on on Sunday. So now that we've got, so that we need to bump up our praxy. Yes. Do you have any practical praxy boosting <laughs> steps? I just said them all. I just said them all. Um, no, but I mean like. Yeah. Like I know one thing that someone, that someone can do to really uh, boost in their spiritual maturity is to get in a yes. um, Christ-centered community group. Mm-hmm. To whatever extent that is, I mean, just going from none to one that meets periodically mm-hmm. would be tremendous. But what are what are some other things people can do? Yeah, you know, like stuff that, like, someone will say, "Go read the Bible," but someone that goes, "Man, that's a big book. Where do mm-hmm. like where do I start? What do I do?" Mm-hmm. You know, like what what are what are some steps that a spiritual babe, as like the Bible mm-hmm. the Bible thumpers ter- terminology likes to use, what are what are some <laughs> steps that uh, someone listening could go, hey, I really want to grow in spiritual maturity, but mm-hmm. I know nowhere to begin. Yeah. Other other than if they've listened more than once, community group. Yeah. So outside yeah. of that, w- what are some steps we can do to grow spiritually mature? Mm-hmm. Well, if you've never, if if someone's never really read the Bible before, like beyond like, hey, turn to, and then look at a verse. This is my always go to. It was told to me as a seeking person. I wasn't even a believer yet. Is go and read the Gospel of Luke, mm-hmm. and then read the Gospel of John, and then read the Gospel of John a second time. Uh, I always say start there. If you're not reading anywhere, um, if you are someone who's read those books and but you're not really reading anywhere right now, I highly recommend that you read as maybe a supplement, but read it is read in Proverbs mm-hmm. because Rob, Proverbs is chock full of wisdom and it has a lot to do with how we um, speak towards others. And um, I mean, there's a lot in there about um, behavior or right. practicing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would also recommend, oh goodness, um, the book of James is very powerful. Um, it's, it's kind of a hard hitter. Um, but it's one that I also recommend as a book to read in the Bible. So I'm ge- being specific, but read your Bible. Yeah. Really do read your Bible, but I was giving you some well, no, places sp- to specifics go. Specifics are perfect because, I mean, there's 66 books in the Bible. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they'll they'll go, all right, let's start with Revelation. And, mm, and, then, yeah. you ju- and then you just go, whoa. <laughs> I'm a so little. So like some, some practical steps of like, mm-hmm. Luke and John, which Luke is my favorite gospel, and then John is fantastic. And like um, my accountability partner, Max mm-hmm. Ward, he reads a proverb every day. Yeah. You know? Yep. That's not his main Bible reading every day. Right. But he does read a proverb every day. Yep. Yep. And there's 31, so that's great for That's why, he, yeah. Yeah. Um, if you don't have a prayer life, mm-hmm. start with a prayer life. People are like, I don't know how to pray. It's if you know how to have a conversation with somebody, then you know how to pray. Mm -hmm. Um, It really is that easy. And, um, you know, you can start doing that in your car if you're by yourself. Like maybe you are like, don't even feel comfortable praying in your house because, you know, maybe someone else is there. And the great thing about praying in the car is you don't have to close your eyes. And that's one of the (laughs) things I look weird when I pray. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Your eyes. Yeah. Keep your eyes open if you're praying in the car. Um, 
But I, I would definitely, rec- I, yes, a prayer life of some sort, just a conversation with God. Um, these kinds of spiritual disciplines, I think, um, you know, doing something as simple as listening to worship music. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like all the time. I have made a practice over the, I mean, I do a good bit of the time, uh, but I have made a practice the last several years, like during Lent from mm-hmm. Ash Wednesday to Easter. Yeah. Um, I only listen to worship music. It's just one of the things that I've just things that I do. And it's really amazing how gangster rap the rest of the yeah, day. Yeah. <laughs> gangster rap. Um, yes. And, and also, um, polka. So <laughs> I kind of go back and forth. Out. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm more of a classic rock than a little little country. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, I mean, just those kinds of those things that you can implement. Um, you know, there's there's so many other ways. I, I always recommend reading something uh, that's uh, like encouragement, whether it's like a devotional book or a, just a a book that you know beyond just the Bible, but helps you kind of look at the practicalities of mm-hmm. faith. So I don't know. Those are some of the things I can think of off the bat. And of course you've already said it, but I do think community groups in many ways, some of those things happen. Yeah. The I, cool thing about community groups to me is that um, there's an opportunity to ask questions that mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to ask or feel comfortable asking in a larger group. Yeah. I, I think a community group is amazing that it is one of those first things that you can step into outside of the Sunday morning worship. Mm -hmm. You step into a community group, and that will help lay the foundation of reading the Bible and prayer life and stuff like that. Because you do have that, you don't have that one-on-one accountability, Mm -hmm. but you do have that accountability inside that group in in a place that is comfortable and relaxed. And then when, when you have those foundations of the prayer walk and and the bible knowledge then it's good to like go to that one-on-one accountability where you can really dive into what's going on in your heart yeah and that other person's heart and you can build that relationship with them for sure um you know i know that um we had jared on uh the podcast several weeks ago and he was talking about the grace changes everything weekend yep and of course I was sick and I missed the weekend, but the group that, that we would have been in and Drew was in, um, with a few couples, we, there's going to be four of us couples now and starting this Friday night, actually, we're going to start meeting together. That's and, awesome. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to that very much. And I know that two of them have never been in a community group at all. And so this is very new for them and they're kind of like, kind of new on the journey of faith. And so I'm very much looking forward to that and seeing, and we're going to be reading a book together um, that has like questions in it and we're kind of going to start. But one of the things that I, that I don't want to, um, or I do want to highlight, and I think it's important to mention, and it's that in community group, when you start to get to know people, Mm -hmm. One of the key aspects is going to be laughter. Yep. <laughs> and that might sound weird to some people. Be like, what does that have to do with it? But um, it is, to me, the great 
leveling mm-hmm. of um, it, like in social moments, like when people can laugh together, it suddenly it's like it relaxes the situation. It does. It yeah. changes the situation, and suddenly it's not like, well, what do you do and what do you earn and all this and all that. It's like, hey, we're laughing together. I don't yeah. know. There's something about humor, and there's something about. Um, enjoying being around other people, it really does change the dynamic mm-hmm. of the group. That it's not like, you know, some stuffy, you know, um, buttoned up, you know, King James version. You know, everyone come and sit and be proper, and only mm-hmm. you know you have to speak in King James English the whole time, and and look at the Bible, and nobody laugh, and nobody crack jokes, and you know, yeah, yeah. No, that's not community group. No. That, <laughs> Fart jokes are part of community. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, because it's not fart jokes, but not farts. Depends on if it's taco uh, night. Oh, hey. Um, but no, community. What is what you're able to to do with people on a Sunday morning mm-hmm. is not what you can do in a community group for sure. So, community group allows you to interact as you as the believer with other believers as opposed to yep. worship together with other believers. Mm-hmm. So it it's that's the part Sunday is and uh Justin likes to use it a lot is called the top of like he calls it the top of the funnel where everybody comes in. Mm-hmm. And then community group is where you really get close yeah. with each other mm-hmm. and then that's how you grow. For sure. Like learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um I always talk about it like Sunday is like the opportunity to come together and celebrate yep. what has been going on in the other 167 hours, which is why, Plug. We, why we have this, this thing. So um, let me tell you where we're going this Sunday. Yeah, tell A me. A little bit. Yeah. So, you know, as we've, as we've introduced every week uh, this series, we talk about, hey, there's orthodoxy and orthopraxy, but we've kind of lumped off the ortho just for the sake of the name, even though the ortho part is really important. So, well, this Sunday, we're going to talk about the ortho. We're going to talk about what does the ortho mean and why is it so important and where does it come from? Most people, context of ortho, Mm -hmm. braces. Yes, orthodontist makes your your teeth straight. Yep. You know, orthopedist makes your bones right straight and how they're supposed to be. So this will be, this will be, I mean, some people's first foray into anything that's not medical. Yeah. Yeah. So ortho. what is the ortho in orthodoxy and orthopraxy? Where does it come from? And then we're also going to talk about John a little more specifically than we have as far as who is this person that is writing this letter, mm-hmm. these series of letters actually, um, and what does it mean? Like, why do we, why is it important for us to know that? Cause I, I think it's going to be really cool as we see like who he was in his experience and then look at what he wrote right? and compare the two. So, um, and again, he is talking very much about love and loving each other. So yeah, so that's where we're going to be this Sunday. So, all right. All right. Well. Anything else you want to hit on? Highlight? Oh, probably that I can't think of right now, but I don't know. So, no, I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay, so um, let me let me ask you this. We've mm-hmm. had a lot of baptisms ah, yes, we have. here in the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And someone, let's say there's someone listening to this who 
doesn't know much about baptism or the reasoning or stuff, something like that, mm-hmm. is um, wh- what are some steps that someone could do to learn more about baptism and sure. maybe fi- figure out if they're ready for mm. baptism? Yeah. Well, definitely the first thing I'd say is let me know. Uh, contact me. So Shannon at the porch cc.com is a great way. Or like Sunday, I had a couple, like I said, a couple people came up to me and said, Hey, I'm ready to be baptized after the service. Yeah. After the service. Yes. Not, not one minute before would be great. Um, cause I'll forget mostly not, yes. not cause you're bothering me, but right. cause I would just completely forget. Cause we have one track brains. <laughs> we certainly do on Sundays. Um, so first and foremost, let me know. Uh, secondly, I would say, you know, it seems like we've had so many lately, and I and that's fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, but we are talking about starting to possibly have just some baptism Sundays where we allot a little more time, and we let people schedule. We say, hey, we're going to have a baptism Sunday coming up on a particular date, mm-hmm. and then hopefully they can make that, and if not, they can maybe do another. So we're looking at June 6th being our uh, first official, like, baptism Sunday. Right. And we're actually gonna, going to talk, be talking about baptism that day, so that's always helpful. Um, but uh, And it's also kicking off our summer series, which we'll be letting people know here shortly. If you pay um, attention, I've already said the name. Oh, yes, yes, you have. And I was like, oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so so we're looking at June 6th as an opportunity, but definitely contact me if you're a student. Um, you let Justin know, and we'll, we'll talk. But, um, uh, you know, we say this all the time, baptism is an outward sign of an inward grace. Mm-hmm. And it's it's this recognition of the work that God has already done through Jesus Christ and the life that he calls us into. And yeah. so um, if this is something that's on your heart and you want to know more about, please get in touch with me again, Shannon, at theporchcc.com. And I think it's just, uh, it, I, I don't think it's ironic. I think it's uh, perfect aligning that we've had so many baptisms since we've started the Doxy-Praxy series. Mm, yeah, you know, very true. It, it is it is a very Praxy thing to go through mm-hmm. the, through Brad baptism mm-hmm. it is and, and it should be celebrated yeah yeah so yeah it's it's really it's it's phenomenal so and i know of besides the two that approached me sunday i know of a couple who uh, who are who are like we just we just got to get the right date you know you mm-hmm. want to coordinate with family and stuff yeah. like that so um so i'm looking forward to that so yeah that's that's coming up and um yeah yeah, it seems like there's so much, but I don't know if it's really. It's just not time, time to, to, to re- release it all. Release yeah. it all. So we'll be talking about things shortly. But it is we are in the month of May, friend. Man, so, oh man, I know, I know. So summer's upon us. Well, hey, listeners, thank you. We uh, appreciate you for listening and being a part of this. Um, you know, like the conversation I had yesterday morning with with some of our college students was. They're saying, "Hey, we love the podcast, and um, if that's you, share it with people. Mm-hmm. Um, use your social media to do that. Let people know, especially if there's a particular episode that that uh, resonated with you, or you know that you connected with. Share that. Let people know about it, and because um, we just, again, we want to create content that's helpful to people. Right. And so, and then also, it's an opportunity." If you if you are like a ministry partner or someone connected here at the Porch Community Church, it's just a way for you to to um, 
lean in a little bit more and for us to go a little bit deeper in the message. And, uh, I would say this is part of our orthopraxy is we're living it out. So, Mm -hmm. so, but yeah, we really appreciate you. So thanks for sharing your time with us today. So thank you, Josh, as always for your work to make this happen. Oh, anytime. I love it. All right. All right. So I guess I'll see you next week. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.